Welcome back to Spoilers Are Cool with me, Nicole Mayer. And Carrie Peterson. I am so excited to be back doing our podcast. Uh, we've both had a lot of life changes that Lots led us of yes, life changes. That led us to uh, put the show on hiatus. Um, I went uh, I quit my job and I took my dog and I went on a cross-country road trip uh, from Chicago to Maine to North South Carolina all the way to Texas up to Canada and back to Chicago again and then I moved across the country uh to Portland Oregon with my boyfriend so things were a little hectic but now I am settling in to Portland and Carrie and I were like let's we need to get back into this gotta I miss it (laughs) Carrie had a ton of changes too going on yeah I also quit the job that we were at (laughs) together Uh, got a job in Madison Wisconsin and moved here with my fiance all within like a three-week span yeah and you got (laughs) engaged this year too we did (laughs) we got engaged earlier this year too so I mean it's been a a whirlwind of a year but what better way to end this year and start the next by starting this up again with you on the west coast me in the midwest and just we're gonna have a ball with it absolutely i'm so excited about all the other changes that are happening in doctor who which kind of reflect our own like life changes because you know this is kind of uh a chapter closing a bunch of chapters closed in our lives and then you know the 12th doctor doctor his chapter just closed so it's all very absolutely very poetic (laughs) it's an upheaval of of all things doctor who and in our lives and yeah, it's kind of funny how that coincided that way, but all good things, too. All good things. And uh, so we're going to start by talking about the fact that we both watched the Christmas special, uh, Twice Upon a Time. I watched it on Christmas Day at my home. I got sling just to watch it, and now I owe them $40 because I thought I was doing a trial. $40? Yeah, we got the whole big package because we thought we were going to get the trial, and we didn't. So now we're watching. Well, you always get the trial. I've done that that subscription, I, too, and you always get that seven-day my, period free. My already did it before so they automatically just charged him but uh that's okay now we're watching all the episodes of x-files too (laughs) we're gonna get our money's worth but yeah i watched it on christmas day uh we waited until uh i missed like the first half an hour when it when it premiered here in the u.s so i had to wait until 9 40 so i was up late watching doctor who and my boyfriend mike fell asleep because he wanted to watch it too but he it he goes to bed at 10, so that was really hard for him to try to make it through. That is through. so funny you say that. So Dan and I went to the theater here in Madison to watch it because I got an email like months ago that it was going to be at one of the nearby theaters. I'm like, we're, we're doing this. We're going. So I had the tickets for months. We went. It had like the big recliner chairs. It was so comfy, cozy. And within like the first half hour, I look over and Dan's asleep. <laughs> I had to like punch him in the arm and be like, no, I paid for this. We're staying up and watching this. <laughs> Poor Dan. But to his for in his defense, we had had a really busy couple of days being home in Chicago, back and forth a lot. So we had just gotten back that morning, and yeah, he was really tired. Poor thing. But. 
<laughs> he didn't fall asleep after that because I legit punched him in the arm. That's he's really like, what's funny. happening? It was funny because Mike's very much like, I want to watch it all. And so he's going to eventually watch it because he's gotten into the fandom a little bit, which I very oh, much I appreciate. So. It's hard not to <laughs> when yeah. your girlfriend yeah. hosts the podcast and makes it. I don't even make him, but he just like you know it's like osmosis he just absorbed some of the things that we're we're doing and he was really sweet and got me like two doctor who ornaments and the uh, history of the time lords which yeah i'm gonna have to read at some point now yeah dan got me a wine glass that says intoxicate it's a dalek on it it's really i love it i love it we've got good good guys all the doctor who stuff too i mean come on there's you can never run out of presents for doctor who fans around christmas time or birthdays it's yeah it is there's so much and after i got back on our instagram it was one of those revelations when i was like oh i got you know three things for christmas that are doctor who and these other people who are way more hardcore than us who have like whole (laughs) rooms dedicated to doctor who and i'm just like you know good for you guys <laughs> seriously I wish I could afford to be that oh, in all the merchandise <laughs> it's so it was really funny but I love being back on the Instagram and uh JB of course gave us a heads up and Phil Collin or Con- Cannon from Who's He podcast and JB from Who 37 already were like liking all of our stuff again so they're always oh, been good so supporters nice. yeah Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's uh, get right into it and start talking about Twice Upon a Christmas. So, Carrie, if you want to start, just kind of, you can start the summary if you want, and then I can just kind of fill in the blanks because you've seen it more recently. (laughs) I have, but at the same time, like, there was so much happening that I I hope I remember it all correctly or (laughs) accurately. I mean, so it starts off with the doctor on in this like you know frozen tundra scene in the south pole is it the south yep. pole okay i yeah i forgot yeah <laughs> then a voice comes around it's the first doctor which okay i love what's his name david bradley he is that? amazing he is so amazing i'm sorry he looks exactly like william hartnell i mean i knew that because the we had watched the um what was it called the docudrama thing from the bbc back a journey was, through he, time and space i think it was yeah, called yeah 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 um so i knew he was gonna be good i knew he was like the first doctor but he just yeah he had the mannerisms everything down okay sorry that's all stuff we'll talk about later but okay so um summary though they're talking and then another person's voice comes around and you know this wounded still not wounded but this soldier is just disoriented he's there And then they kind of go back and talk about how the soldier got there, which I thought was really interesting. You know, he was in, he's a World War I soldier. He was uh, frozen in time. And then this glass woman, okay, that part freaked me out though too. It was so scary (laughs) when she turned. I was like, oh. Yeah. And basically stole him. Then he doesn't remember anything except for there being an error in time and he got spit out to where he was. And then the three of them kind of get stolen up by a big mothership and that's when the glass lady is there again and and trying to explain some things and Pearl Mackey comes back on the scene Bill Potts makes her appearance so they talk about how they're the testimony and that they're like collecting people uh another thing that it was really cool that um just to go back a little bit how this episode started with footage from the 10th planet which was super cool I love that stuff and it's those things that especially with us trying to and I'm sure we'll get back into catch up with the doctors uh 
it it was just really neat to see uh, that footage being incorporated into this episode. So yeah, so they tell the doctor that they're the testimony and they they want the captain. Like they need to give him back, and then they'll let let the doctor and his friends go. Oh no, well, they were uh, the trying, captain they were tries trying to sacrifice to make himself. A swap Bill for the captain. It was like some weird bargain. Oh, yeah. Bill for Mm -hmm. the captain. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to save everyone like he always tries to do. And they all try to escape. And that's when they go to that other planet. um, And they find the Rusty, the Dalek. He's like shooting at them and stuff. And some exciting stuff happens. It's uh, Velengard. That's the planet? I think that is is that. Yeah, it's called. It's V-I-N-L-L-E-N-G-A-R-D. Have we seen this planet before in the series? I don't remember it. Anyways, that's. I don't think so, but I haven't looked more into it. So that could no. It could, I don't think it's the planet of the Daleks, like a right? War zone. That's not there. okay. Somebody was, will correct it, us because Rusty was essentially fighting off whoever was trying to, you know, encroach on his space for the past whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Those right. little like creatures are all dialects. Well, They're then this creepy. is the, like, this I know is the what time then too where we start to see that Bill is a glass person, kind of like she's kind of phases in and out between being glass and being normal. And she's she's having good talks too with the first doctor. I know. Uh, I thought that that was really important and she did that too with uh the captain she yeah so she was like really trying to get people's information from them and i thought like at first they do try to make them seem kind of evil the uh testimony glass people but so we get to the uh rusty and they're they're what happens talk, then? you know him and the doctor as normal and but they the rusty helps him access a database and he gets more information on the testimony the testimony yeah that they're basically a you know people who are harvesting memories from from people just before they die and but he basically realizes that they're not an evil an evil race of aliens they're they're just a fact finding kind of like or not even fact finding but like they just want to preserve yeah. That they're just trying to be helpful. Yeah, they're, they're trying to do, I don't know, help people by preserving their memory and, and basically their sense of self, I guess, through their memories and experiences so they can live forever in a in a way. And so that is when, yeah, the doctor had that great line of, well, I don't know what to do if they're not evil. Like <laughs> but then essentially they go back to the time when the captain is supposed to die on the way there you know, some some light bulb goes off in the doctor's head that, you know, he has an idea. We don't know exactly what it is until he get there later. But he does something. They all land. He basically we find out that he has brought them there, what, like 20 minutes early or something like I don't know. He did something with it late. Late, oh, late. I think. Yeah. Mm hmm. So that so what did that do though? I forget what exactly that. So what it did is that it was right when the truce happened. Oh, okay. So he brought okay. him back when the truce went down, so that they would stop fighting each other and save his he life. He knew that bringing him back to that moment instead of twenty minutes earlier would mean that he got mm-hmm. there right in time for the truce. Okay, that makes yeah sense. the Christmas truce, which is a which is a famous like truce that has actually been brought up I in had popular never, culture I a bunch. Didn't and, know about yeah. this. Yeah, there's actually a ton of like truces that happen similar to that one, but that one has always been kind of uh, 
been the most popular one and there's actually a movie called it's called Merry Christmas in English and I want to say it's called Joy Join Us Noel in French mm. I'm slaughtering French and I apologize <laughs> but it's yeah it's just about how in 1914 uh the uh English and the German I believe it was Christmas and they just stopped fighting and they just got together and drank tea together and uh just celebrated Christmas and then afterwards they all walked away wow. from the battlegrounds it's a That's really cute, amazing. like, yeah, it's a really beautiful story. And I'm glad that they incorporated it in this episode. It's re- It was a really cool way to um, bring up this beautiful time in our actual history. It was very powerful. It was really moving to see that play out on the screen, like these two sides where, you know, there's been so much history. We've, we've learned about these two sides of the war forever, but I had never knew that that happened. And it I had to look it up afterwards. I was like, this is this is amazing. I, I was dumbfounded. But I loved it. It was so heartwarming and perfect. And it was. That was also the point that we got introduced to the captain's actual name. Yeah. Which was one of the most British names I probably have ever heard. Which is Archibald Hamish Lethbridge Stewart. Yeah. And we find out. I actually had to Google this, though, because I didn't really, because we haven't gotten to the point with the Brigadier. We haven't, but I still knew episodes. the name. Because yeah. he's been a so big a, Doctor Who figure. Yes. So the Brigadier, and then his daughter is Kate Stewart. Kate Stewart, Which she yeah. worked in unit, and she's the blonde lady who's always, like, saving the day, saving kick Matt ass. Smith's Doctor she's and Peter Capaldi's Doctor in units. Yeah, so that's her great-great, or her great-grandfather was the captain. Yeah, yeah. So... It's just like a cute little way of like tying everything together, which I love it. I loved it. Uh, But yeah, so that was like, yeah, that was the end of that. And actually, and during this whole time, uh, both doctors, uh, one and 12, are holding on to not, they're trying not to regenerate. Right. Which is (laughs) very interesting concept. (laughs) I mean, that's what brought them both to that one scene in the very beginning is that the first doctor doesn't want to regenerate for the first time. And Peter Capaldi doesn't want to regenerate this time. And that kind of brought them both to the same place in the same little time bubble. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about 12 is uh, that's kind of why Bill is there. And then Nordal. Nordal. Do I say it now? You never say it Yeah, he came. (laughs) I know. I don't know. I... I think I said it, Nardal. Nardal? Nardal. Anyways, he came back. and But they're also a part of the testimony. So they, so 12 is considering not regenerating and just dying and yes. just resting. Yes. And so they try to collect his memories, and that's when he decides that he is going to regenerate. And this is um, obviously after the first doctor decided he's going to regenerate too, and he goes back to his TARDIS, which – I also love that we went back to the uh, first TARDIS oh, again. Yeah, the differences these episodes, between and those it was all shiny. So cool. It's so fun. But then, uh, and I love that the first Doctor's like, "What did you do yeah. <laughs> to the TARDIS?" <laughs> so and uh, but yeah, so the first Doctor goes back to his TARDIS, and then they show footage of him regenerating into um, the second Doctor, which is Peter Turnbauer, I think. Oh, I forget yeah. his name, man. The worst. We're the worst. We'll, we'll find out. No, we'll <laughs> yeah. find out. That's the point of our podcast. Uh, We're going to keep yeah. going. So <laughs> exactly. So uh, and, and it shows footage, too, of him regenerating, which is uh, back from the, the 1960s. And somehow that little bit of that uh, episode wasn't lost because that 
that episode goes into the power of the dialects, which we saw, what, almost a year ago yeah, in the theater. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so that goes into that. And then, so that doctor regenerates. And the 12th doctor, after his memory is re, uh, his Clara memories are put back in. to him. Oh my gosh, that made me cry. <laughs> Tell me you cried too, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> okay, you because I didn't cry because I don't like Clara oh, that much, see, I, and I Clara yeah, so. really grew on me after a while. I didn't like yeah. her at first, but by the end, I but loved is, her. Is she dead? She like is she dead well, or it, was she no. with um, me? Or, yeah, like, that's I don't understand the whole ended. situation. I mean, technically, she's dead. Like we did see her die. We were just also saw her extracted from the moment before she died, basically just like the aliens in this episode uh she was extracted the moment before she died and now she's off having adventures but no matter what she's gonna have to return to that moment and die so she's not aging she's not doing anything she's yeah kind of just floating around for a little while until she has to return to that moment and die which is kind of morbid it's a little bit morbid but but yeah let's talk about that for a second this is like the third time that we've seen that kind of idea come into Doctor Who, though, where you're basically taken or your memories are taken from just before you die. It happened with in that the Matt Smith episodes with that the, the aliens that like miniaturized and lived inside the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tesselecta, Tessel, I want to say is. But didn't they uh, they were actually trying to bring justice to people who didn't have justice to them in history. That's why they were in Hitler. Right. Right. They went to evil people and extracted them before their life to make them suffer before they died. Yes. That's Super really stuff. Yeah. Really, really morbid. Too, but yeah, I think Stephen Moffat just likes this right before you die idea. What's happening right before you die? Yeah, which is cool. I like that uh, it's something to uh, explore. But it's also, I think, the idea of immortality, too, where nobody really dies. I mean, some people die in Doctor Who, but a lot of people, are they find ways to make them live on somehow. Right, and that's exactly what has happened with Bill in this episode, which, I mean, we all kind of knew that was going to happen because we saw her taken away by Heather in the puddle ship. So we saw Bill Potts be taken away in the puddle ship with Heather. And so we kind of knew that she wasn't going to be like dead, dead. But to see her brought back as this like collection of memories and her fighting the doctor being like, I am real. I am real. Like what makes you real is a collection of your memories and stuff. And that's basically what she is. It's I, I really liked that that way of resolving her her story and letting us know that she lived on in a in a different way i agree um and then so they end up disappearing his companions he gets clara back in his memories and then he goes into the ship the tardis and he just kind of starts giving his new incarnation wait wait. before before we get to that you earlier said that they that the testimony tried to take his memories no they yeah they kept because right before uh nor nordal and uh bill left nardal uh, nardal <laughs> sorry nardal uh but right before they left they're like are you ready to tell us your testimony and oh. he said no yeah and then that's when he's like not this time okay yeah 
Okay. Because he was kind of talking about how tired he was. Yeah. Well, I remember and... him talking about how he wanted to, to rest. He didn't want to, mm-hmm. to keep going. He wanted to die, essentially. And he's like, haven't I deserved that after all of this time and everything? And so, I, I, yeah, I got that part. I, just, I, I missed that they were trying to also collect his memories. Because I just, I just remember him then being back in the TARDIS being like, what the hell? One more go. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that's one way yeah. to just give in. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah, so then he starts trying to give or actually giving himself a bunch of advice. Um, One of the lines that I recall from that was uh, I don't even know if it's the right line, but it's one that somebody put online that I liked. It was hate is always foolish and love is always wise. Yeah. So it's just be kind. He says, be kind a bunch. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because he's not like he was the kindest doctor in this in his run here. His and I think that's a lesson he learned from okay. this one. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts to regenerate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, uh, I didn't know get... if we were going to get to see her at all in this one. I was so excited. I love that her first word was brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. yes. That was because brilliant. The, because aren't I? I feel like I'm always trying to make our fantastic rating brilliance instead of fantastic. Well, we can do that now. <laughs> I feel like we're totally justified yeah. in changing our our ratings just to to accommodate the new doctor in that way. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then the TARDIS goes nuts and tries to like pretty much throw her out, which it accomplishes. So we end this one with her falling to Earth as she's like watching the TARDIS disappear yeah fall away from her it like disappeared so that was it yeah that was the end of 12 and Moffat and a huge huge chunk of Doctor Who of of what 10 years that Moffat was the head writer something like like that yeah freaking a and as much as like everyone gets a little bit annoyed with his storyline i watched a special after uh the christmas special and i mean the things that they came up with and how in-depth they got with like past doctors and moffat was a huge doctor who fan before and he's just i think he did do a really good job of bringing it kind of all together where you're just like it's so funny because you have totally hated him sometimes (laughs) i know absolutely he is annoying i mean and some of the characters are not great yeah yeah he's had his ups and downs uh, about 10 years you know everyone gets their yeah their uh passes and but it was it was just interesting watching that and he talked about blink yeah i think i think they played the same thing after ours Yeah. yeah it was really cool uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of discuss a little bit more, even though we discussed a lot. We did discuss the, a lot during the we summary. We didn't really do a summary. We just did like a what we thought while we went along, which is totally fine. <laughs> I mean, this is our first one back. We're going to get in the groove of things a little bit. But um, let's keep talking about Moffat, though, because this is a huge deal, right? He's he's done. This is he has basically made the show what it is today. And one of the things, like, just an example of how well he makes these stories based on actual, like, Doctor Who lore is um, just, um, so the original script for the do- the first Doctor regenerating, he, uh, the writer of the scripts, I can't remember his name, he actually put a line in with the Doctor 
refusing to regenerate. Really? But it got deleted. Yeah. Wow. So that's how Moffat kind of came to this story. Uh, it's based on actual, like, something that had happened but got deleted. So that's something that I think uh, the 12th Doctor keeps talking about. He's like, I don't remember, like, not wanting to regenerate the first time. Uh, I don't remember but this. It is I don't something... remember being here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But they so already that addressed was... that back when Missy and the Master had their standoff that when a Time Lord meets themselves in a different version, it creates like a distortion in their time or whatever. And they're not going to, once they leave that moment, they're not going to remember having, having encountered the other one. Absolutely. But it's also, like I said, just really a cool way that Moffat made sure to kind of bring it around where he didn't just grab this out of thin air, which I appreciated. I just loved the whole idea. The entire episode was was great. I think it could have had a little more action and and some things were just a little uh I don't know how to say it anticlimactic a little bit, but in the end it rounded out the story really well. It was it, it was a beautiful beautifully done, beautifully written, beautifully acted overall piece of work. I don't understand why he had to go to Rusty. Yeah, that's mainly what I was thinking of when I was saying that. Like that whole time when they're there, there's a lot of great dialogue between Bill and the captain, Bill and the first doctor, and then the doctor with the testimony and everything. But all in all, going there, I mean, he he needed the database. Sure. That was basically the only reason. There's a million other Doctor Who characters that probably would have had like access yeah. to that database yeah his rationalization was the daleks have the biggest database on in the universe or whatever but you know what would have been great if you would have went back in time to torchwood and had them look it up Ooh. that would have been cool <laughs> yeah but, I feel but like I thought, they were just treading water there a lot of the time oh and i also thought john barrowman was supposed to be in this episode i feel like he was like giving us little teasers that he was going to be in yeah. this yeah oh i remember that that was a while ago Ma- John, mm. not cool. Well, what's happening? Cool. Maybe, maybe they decide not to use him. Maybe he's going to be in the in the new ones. Fingers crossed. I mean, I love him, I do and love him I follow him on Facebook too. So I'm going to be. I'm going to uh, tag him and make him give us a response to why do he did it. such a do it. Dece- <laughs> deceptive thing. <laughs> right, like he kept saying, like allu- alluding to Doctor Who, and then being like, "I can't tell you. I can't tell you." Like, well. Now, now it's come and gone. So, can you tell us something? Like, were they considering having him in it, and then they dropped the idea, or you know, some? Because yeah, he was definitely doing something with Doctor Who like a year ago. Yeah, or less. I recall that. Maybe he was just messing with us. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I don't even. I don't even care. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Over it, John. So yes, over it. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I like is, again, the historical accuracy was really cool, or the the event that they brought in. Uh, and, oh, and uh, what's his name? David Bradley. Yeah. His his depiction as the first Doctor. I could not have asked for a better uh, first Doctor actor. Absolutely. He's amazing. Just, I actually showed uh, someone recently the side-by-sides of them, and he was like, whoa yeah he like did a fantastic job but even down to like the inflections uh, of his voice and the, and the certain syllables and stuff he just had the whole thing down he knew exactly how to deliver every line so it actually sounded like William Hartnell 
Yeah. I'm glad he committed to the character. What did you think of the captain and the fact that um, Mark, what's his last name? Caddis? Gaddis, yeah. Gaddis. <laughs> Got himself, put himself into another, another Doctor Who episode. I think it's fine because honestly, <laughs> if I were either a writer or producer of some kind of this show, I would try to put myself in it every chance I got to. I mean, <laughs> come on. I think he's, I, I have to look, we'll have to look this up at some point to see who's been in as an actor in the most actor who's. And I, yeah. I feel like he's probably pretty far up there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, was this more, I, I can only think of two. Was there more than two? Before this, yeah. there was the one where he was like the lizard. Yeah, that's the, that's when I'm Became the of. bug person. Mm-hmm. Um, What was the other one? I think it was just I, hold on. this one and, and that one. There's got to be another one. Hold on. I know he's written a bunch of other episodes. Yeah, I mean, he definitely tries to get in there as much as possible. I thought he was, he's always, he's a great actor. I do, I love him. Oh, absolutely. The only thing though is that, yeah, without, I mean, there wasn't a lot going on with his character except for the fact that he was just the reason why the testimony were involved in the storyline. Like he was the one that they were trying to take out of, his memories out of. He was the one that got kind of displaced in time. But otherwise, he kind of just sits around in the TARDIS the rest of the time. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, and it's uh, it's also the fact that he is the Brigadier's right. yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah, was there anything else about this episode that we loved or hated or... Oh, I got one. The subtle comedy with how the doctor used to talk about and treat women. Oh, I love that. That was so funny. I mean, part of my brain was like, well, should we really be making fun of this? Because this was really how women were treated and thought of, and it shouldn't, it should be taken seriously. But they also did it really well, so it was funny. <laughs> I think it was funny uh, because it's like the doctor, the first doctor is like an old man and like stuck in some sort of weird traditions of... Right. I mean, they were definitely playing off of, yeah, they're definitely playing off the, the writers back in the day that started this and how the mind mindset has just changed a hundred and more than a hundred degrees since, since Dr. Who was founded, but. And that's, and, but it was, I thought it was hilarious the way that he's like, stop saying that, please stop saying that. Or when he yeah, told, you can't say that. <laughs> who told Bill that he was going to spank her on her tushy? Is that what he said? Oh, some, oh, I forget that joke, but yeah, there was something like that. It was like cause she was cursing or something. He's like, if I keep hearing language, like I'm gonna, or like, yeah, young lady, oh, I'm man. gonna have to give you a, a swatty on your tushy or something. Oh my god! And it was so great yeah, though because then so twelve was like, twelve said, can we forget that that ever happened? And Bill was very much like, no, we're gonna talk about this forever. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked that part, but I also liked when. Um, the first doctor says something to the fact like, oh, I, I have my experience with women. And, and Bill was like, me too. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh, dropped that one. It was yeah. like, yeah. And the brigadier, or not the brigadier, the captain was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's very intrigued by that. Yeah. I loved how they did that. It was really well done. All right. Yeah, I guess you're right. He was only in as Archibald Hamish and then Richard Lazarus. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Just the two. Yeah. I really thought that he was in so many other episodes. (laughs) Uh, I guess I was thinking if I was probably 
him, I would be in a bunch of episodes like you were saying. Like, why not? Well, and you've seen him a lot in Sherlock. That's true. And then also a lot of what we've... We've talked about him a lot, too, just because he is so involved in the show. Does he direct yeah. and produce? I don't know if he's... He's definitely produced. He's definitely written for and starred yeah. in. So good for them. Which, I mean, come on. That's a lot. I love, though. <laughs> I love it, though, because it's... He is obviously a fan of the show and that's the other thing I feel like the people that are involved in the show many of them grew up with Doctor Who and are fans which makes the show so much better and that's why Moffat like as much as again he has his flaws there was a lot of things that he did with the show that couldn't have been done if he was not a fan absolutely I agree completely Alrighty, you want to do our ratings our rating system is now going to change so the top one will be brilliant Instead of fantastic, to allow for you to always remember it's brilliant. <laughs> now I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna mess it up again. Now I'm gonna yeah. think it's fantastic all <laughs> oh my the time. Gosh. So it's brilliant is our our top rating. Then fish fingers and custard is our you know we can take it, we can leave it. It's not for everyone, but there is some some good stuff in there maybe. And then exterminate for the episode that just never needs to see the light of day again. Bye bye. My rating for this episode. I'm going to give brilliant. I have to agree. I would give it brilliant as well. Like I said, there's so many things. I was, I, was, I thought maybe you were going to nope. fight me on that for a second, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just, overall, there were some things I could have, could have left, but at the same time, overall, looking back on a bigger picture way, I loved it. I just thought it was a story that needed to be told. I loved the the blending of the old and the new. I thought it was an emotional goodbye for this doctor and an exciting start for the next. I agree. I think that overall they did a great job on the story. They took a lot of time and effort, it looks like, into it to make it uh, something memorable for all of us. And I could have gone without the whole going to see the dialects. I don't really know what that was helpful in bringing (laughs) things forward. Uh, But overall... Spot on. Bringing Jodie Whittaker in at the end was great. We're so excited to see her. Uh, I am excited for the 13th Doctor. And it's just a show that just keeps on giving us uh, awesome memories and things that, I don't know, I just love the show so much. And so many, so many laughs and so many tears. And (laughs) I'm really excited to see where this is going to lead us with this whole new kind of almost generation of Doctor Who people. So it's going to be interesting. Everything is going to change. Everything uh, is So we changing. both think it's brilliant. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of times we yeah. like, disagreed. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. There hasn't been a lot. And there's there's a lot of, I don't think there's been, been very many fish fingers and custard rated episodes. <laughs> and I don't think we've had any exterminates because we're just I don't really, know. really in love with Doctor Who. <laughs> I almost say, I feel like we had an exterminate when we did uh, the first time we were introduced to the Daleks. That was a really, those were some rough really? episodes. I don't remember. It might have been me. It's, we'll have to look yeah, back. It's been a while. <laughs> oh no, I do remember. The one where it was like an eight parter or nine parter or something and it was just kept going, oh. I remember it being rough <laughs> stuff getting through that. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sure we have a few more, more oh, of those definitely. in our future. But. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do now is, because we haven't done this since we've been on a hiatus, we haven't really talked about 13 and what we think and feel about it being a woman and 
all those other crazy emotions that came with finding out this summer. And I'm sure you can imagine that as two females, we were pretty pumped about it. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell the story about uh, when we found out? It was you were already on your trip. You I think were gone for a few weeks at that point. Mm -hmm. I was in South Charlotte, South Carolina. Yeah. And it had been announced. I was driving to my parents' house. I remember you called me and you're like, they announced it. And it's Jody Whitaker. And I remember like screaming in my car. Or no, you sent me like a picture, a screenshot or something like that. And I started screaming in my car. And then I called you immediately. And I was like, this is happening. <laughs> She's, it's a girl, it's a woman. It's, this is phenomenal. And like freaking out just commenced from there. <laughs> it made me, it gave me goosebumps. It made yeah. me so happy. And I was luckily with another person, one of my friends, Chancey. He was also been watching Doctor Who. So he was excited. Actually, I mean... Almost everyone that I personally know that's a Doctor Who fan was pumped about this. Yeah, I don't know where. I never heard any of the negativity. I kept reading articles that were like, oh, there's backlash, backlash. Like, any message board, any social media thing that I read was only positive. I saw none of that backlash. So. I, I, I remember her in Broadchurch vaguely, um, but I think she is going to bring a lot of change to the set, but I think that that's a good thing. Every doctor has brought some sort of change, and I don't think her being a woman is going to be any more drastic of a change than a younger doctor, or older doctor, or a Scottish doctor. You know? I'm, no, no, no. I'm more hesitant and a little skeptical of Chris Chibnall, is that how you pronounce his last name, taking over as showrunner, because I don't know him at all. I don't know his work, so I have no idea what to expect, and it makes me nervous. Well, the good thing is, is he and Jodie Whittaker have worked together before. Right. I so do they, like that. Yeah. They know how each other. Yeah. They know how to work with each other. It's That's good. Hopefully that that will uh, reflect well, but also not because Broadchurch was way different than Doctor Who. So I'm, right. a, I'm a little nervous at how both of them coming from that kind of uh, dramatic crime television show background to Doctor Who is going to change it because I don't. I don't want the humor of the show to go away because that's something that really um, makes me happy. I love that stuff. Absolutely. Like, I don't think I've I've watched some interviews with her. I haven't seen her in any shows before, but when I see her in interviews, she seems like she has a really good humor, a lightness about her that I think will be an awesome doctor character uh, characteristic to have. But yeah, I, I don't know about that dark that dark work she's done before. <laughs> but if they make her, I guess if they make her more serious, they can always bring in like uh, the companions to kind of make up for the the humor part of it. So that's going to be interesting too. Have they announced the companions? I, I do remember seeing something about. I think there's going to be two companions, a guy and a girl. I would hope so. Yeah. So I think that there's. I gonna like be when two. they have two. Uh, so that should be interesting. But I also like, I could be wrong, but I feel like the guy and the girl that they're picking, it's not going to be like a big romantic thing that they keep trying. That's fine. To, I, yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't need that right now. I think it should be more about letting us get acquainted with this new doctor and mm-hmm. writing style that Chris Chibnall might be bringing to the scene. I don't think we need a big romance right away. We just need to start learning about these characters and, and getting some interesting stories. One thing I'm not super pumped about is the outfit that they put her in. 
Really? Have you seen I her love new it. one? No, what it new one? It looks like from the one with the rainbow. Yeah, I love that. It's like from Mork and Mindy. It does look like Mork. Yeah, and she's wearing like high water pants. Whatever. I think she looks, I, it looks like a little dork, like a little girl <laughs> that like watched too much Mork and Mindy when she was growing up. Oh my gosh. I hope she's a little bit dorky in this character though. Well, yeah, that's true. I just love her voice. I love her voice. She's got a great. She voice. does have a dark voice, or dark, a deep voice too, which is it's, cool. Yeah, it's just something funny about her voice. Not like funny, haha, but like, I don't know. I could just tell <laughs> she's got a humor in her. I'm just really excited. I think that it's going to be a, I think she's going to be a funny doctor. I feel really good about it. I'm just excited for <sighs> new episodes to come out and then for us also to start diving back into the classics uh, so that we can come back with you know, more energy and more knowledge that makes us better uh, podcasters for this. Uh, do you know when our new season's going to be coming out? Or for uh, the Doctor Who? Oh, for Doctor Who. Mm, I don't know, actually. We should probably look into we that. We should look into that because we should still keep going with a couple of side episodes about the new stuff. I mean, who doesn't Absolutely, love talking but- about Doctor Who? Old, old episodes and new <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it, it definitely gives us time to dive back in because there's so much we're behind. You know, right. <laughs> there's so much Doctor Who to watch. I, I want to say it won't come on until at least fall. I mean, I don't think they're going to start this spring, right? That'd be really soon. Uh, knowing British television will probably be fall. I, they just better not push it back. <laughs> it better not be another year until we get some new Doctor Who. Like that one year. Oh, what was it? Just like last year. I mean, I was like, oh. That's when we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because it was taking forever. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't live like that. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> That's not the life I can <laughs> live. It's miserable. I cannot do that. I can't live like that. Miserable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm super stoked about her. I feel like you're super stoked about her. I feel like everyone, I mean, we, there's always going to be a little bit of fear when it comes to a new doctor, but. Whether, whether it's a woman or a man, it's just always a new fear when it's going to be a new showrunner, a new doctor. Every change is hard. Change is really hard. But you have to come in. You have to come in with an open heart and open minds because no one's going to be your favorite doctor again. Like there's not going to be another 10 for me. There's not going to be another 11 for you. But there's going to be still ones that are amazing that we love. I'm I'm pumped. I'm so so pumped. pumped. So Uh, pumped. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, before we end today, too, there's one other thing. Uh, This is kind of off the 13 topic, but. Has there ever been alcohol on the TARDIS before this episode? Uh, maybe in the older episodes that we haven't seen yet. Maybe. Because like that the, might be yeah, why the first they doctor, had it. They definitely like showed his little stash. I'm, I'm guessing they had it back in the day. But since the reboot in 2009? No, Wait, no, no. Five. Wait. 2005 yeah. yeah sorry 2005. 2005 I want to say 2002 at first <laughs> yeah. um I don't think so yeah so that was an interesting thing that I was like I don't think I've ever seen alcohol brandy. in the TARDIS before yes, brandy. <laughs> it cures all ills apparently I think that's a, that was definitely an old school part of you know being in the 1960s yeah, but now we know the it's there drink, so are they gonna keep away. it are they gonna keep it around now that we know Oh, are you still there? Yeah, are you? <laughs> well, uh, so we, this is our first time uh, recording uh, the full episode 
uh, her or Carrie in Madison, Wisconsin, and me in Portland, Oregon. So if there's some glitches in this episode, we apologize. Yeah. But bear with us because, you know, we were living our lives and this is just our fun thing that we like to do. The best we can do. We're learning. Yeah. (laughs) The best we can do. There might be some technical little glitches or some, you know, random pauses that... editing editing people yeah yeah (laughs) but we're having fun with it we hope you are having fun listening all right well thank you all so much for listening we're so glad to be back here uh doing this podcast because this is something that we are very into and interested in and passionate about and we know that you are too so thank you yeah thank you guys so much for listening we hope to see you soon with our new rebooted format shortly to come (laughs) Thank you for joining us on a journey through time and space. Bye.